A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center Podcast Feed, and I'm Ken Napsok for another edition of Spotlight Star Wars Episode 33. December is the new May. The big news this week in Star Wars Town, Episode 8 has been moved back about seven months to December 15th, 2017, and Hubbub was created. Hashtag Star Wars Hubbub, because we're going to have a lot of that again for the next two years as we build towards Episode 8, Rogue One in between that. A lot of people tweeting me, a lot of people asking me, some people writing me on Facebook, Ken, 
collector of Star Wars Funko Pops, collectors of too much Kylo Ren merchandise, including this Kylo Ren coffee mug I'm drinking out of right now. Ken, can you please tell us what you think about the release date pushing, put, being pushed back? How horrible is that? Et cetera, et cetera. It's not horrible. I'm here to tell you, it's not horrible. Was I looking forward to getting all my questions answered from Episode 7 in Episode 8 right quick inside two years? Yeah, absolutely. It was kind of cool knowing that we had Rogue One this December, uh, December 6, uh, 2016, followed in May by Episode 8. There was a lot of Star Wars crammed in a few months there, and it was going to be exciting. But I'm okay with it. And you should be okay with it, too. I don't take this as a bad sign. No one should take this as a bad sign. Some of the stories breaking that this was done to kind of uh, amp up the main characters, Finn, Ray, Poe, give them more screen time, maybe downgrade some of the new characters we're seeing. Maybe that's true. Maybe that's not true. I'm not worried. Ryan Johnson's script is done and has been done. Rewrites are going to happen anyways. I'm not afraid. Everyone is saying great things about the script. Now, would I expect anyone to come out and say, Red Johnson's script for eight, horrible. No, not going to happen. If they have anything to do with it, they're going to say it's good. But the, you have to look for cute clues. You have to look in, in, into what they're saying. It was like uh, watching Harrison Ford in the build-up and the promotion for The Force Awakens. If you were paying attention and you knew any bit of Star Wars history, you kind of had the feeling Harrison Ford, a.k.a. Han Solo, was on his way out. You could read between the lines of Harrison's demeanor, his behavior, and all that uh, the answers. And, and what I'm uh, hearing and seeing about Ryan Johnson's Episode Eight script has me very excited. Yeah, Daisy Ridley says it's, quote, very good. Finn says it's going to be darker. And, and uh, Finn, I'm, I love it when I call them by their real characters. Uh, John Boyega says it's going to be a lot darker than Seven. And then Finn's going to have a lot more action scenes in it. A lot of that stuff in there. Um, uh, Abram saying he, it's so good he wishes he was the one directing it. Greg Gunberg, uh, Grunberg, excuse me, uh, a.k.a. Snap Wexley, now officially in the Star Wars universe on screen. Uh, Greg Gunberg, Grunberg says, uh, you know, uh, his buddy Abrams never says that kind of stuff. And that the script is spectacular and uh, a source of mine saying, I, I believe I've said it on these airways before, that Ryan Johnson turned in his Star Wars script and was surprised that Disney said, go ahead and make this one. Lawrence Kasdan saying, I just read an article on Vox this week uh, talking about the release being moved back. Kasdan talking about how uh, Ryan Johnson is is a friend of his and uh, they're close and that he says, I'll read it right here, Ryan Johnson is a friend of mine. He's going to make some weird thing. If you've seen Ryan's work, you know it's not going to be like anything that's ever been in Star Wars. And I think that's exciting. I think that's what we need following Episode 7. As much as I love Episode 7, it was what it was. A middle-of-the-road, big tentpole action movie made for the masses. Now, when I say middle-of-the-road, that doesn't mean I think the quality of the movie was middle-of-the-road. Clearly not. I love it. Um, six, uh, six viewings and holding for now. I'm going to let it gestate and and simmer for a little bit before I see it for the seventh time, which I will. Um, But uh, from Seven, which had to serve that purpose 
of uh, reigniting Star Wars and a new trilogy and a new storyline and new characters, you couldn't go outside of the box too much. You just couldn't. So the fact that it looks like Ryan Johnson will be getting that chance to go outside the box to get things a little weird is uh, nothing more than exciting for me. It's it's cool. And I am not worried about 8 being pushed back, nor should you. I don't think it really has anything to do with the production of the movie. Stuff could come out. We all could be wrong. But I just think they, they realized, why why should we rush this? Because May is, you know, historic in in the Star Wars world. May the 4th is now Star Wars Day. May 1977, Star Wars released, uh, 80, 83, the same thing. But I don't think we need to hold to that anymore. It's a new time. December is the new May for Star Wars. It really is. And if every Christmas I'm going to go get to see a new Star Wars film and it be a fun holiday treat and Star Wars can just simply own the box office at that time, now Star Wars Episode 8 will have some competition. Avatar 2, among the movies that are currently still slated for that time, we'll see if they back off. But it doesn't matter. I think Star Wars will still do well, no matter what it's up against. So December's a good time. I fear this not as Yoda's cousin would probably say. Um, Yodel. Uh, not to be confused with Yaddle from Phantom Menace. Um, so, all those people tweeting, all those people nervous, all those people saying, I want my Star Wars less than two years, my episode eight needs to come out now, 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 I get it. The attention span of society has definitely changed. We can't go back on that. But look, man, in 1980... When Darth Vader put Han Solo on Carbonite, and Boba Fett took off with him, and Luke got his hand chopped off, and we watched Lando and Chewbacca fly off into an unknown system to rescue Han Solo, we all had to wait three years. In 1999, when Boss Nass held up that peace orb, and we celebrated what we thought was the greatest Star Wars movie, oh no, what went wrong, we had... Three years to wait to see if Lucas and the Star Wars universe could rebound. And then three years after that, from clones to Sith. 1999, 2002, 2005. If you're too young to appreciate that wait, and some of you are, you get it. But a lot of you out there, you remember. And some of you remember the 77 to 1980, the 80 to 83 times. Better than I do. I was still young during that time. Um, But uh, we're okay. Take a breath. Have some blue milk. Wait. There's a lot of Star Wars material out there for you. The comics, the books. Rebels is still going strong. More video. I haven't stopped playing Battlefront. I know the game's repetitive. I know I'm not supposed to like the high cost for the DLC. I'll just love Battlefront. Having I'm having fun. Took down a took down a a Walker an ad at Walker last night on a Walker assault. I hadn't done that yet. I hadn't been the final shot that took it down. I'm excited by that. That was awesome. Uh, I am reading the Star Wars The Force Awakens novelization about halfway, a little more than halfway through with that. 
Full review of it later. Maybe me and Joseph Scrimshaw will break that down on Force Center. But I can tell you this, I do really like it. It definitely adds some stuff. The dialogue has changed dramatically. Does remind me, Alan Dean Foster, the writer of this, also the writer of the Star Wars novelization, uh, which I have my original paperback copy in my hands right now. Credited to George Lucas, but Alan Dean Foster wrote it. Uh, it reminds me uh, of reading that book, uh, th- this book, after seeing uh, you know New Hope several times, and then oh, let me pick up the book, and it was a strangely familiar but yet very different dialogue changed, extended some stuff you knew, but then a lot of stuff beyond just hey getting into the minds of the characters. There's deleted scenes because it's all from the original script, so it's like. It starts, you know, with Luke on, uh, uh, you know, with his friends hanging out. Um, and as a kid, you're like, "What am I? Is this the same movie I'm seeing?" So uh, the Force Awakens novelization has that feel, and I like it. It kind of brings me back to that time as a, a young Star Wars fan checking out books in the library. Uh, Alan Dean Foster's done a really good job with it. No major new insight yet for me. I haven't gotten to the end of the book. Some of you have, um, but I, uh, I'm i definitely excited to to finish it soon. Uh, I've been a little busy, so I haven't had a chance to dive in as much. But some of the stuff, the additional um, stuff, hey, with Corsella, got to read a little bit about her. I wanted more, though, uh, definitely more that they're not putting in there. Um, but uh, I tell you, uh, there's the additional scene of uh, Unkar Plot coming to uh, Maz Kanata's castle to confront Ray. We had heard about this as a possible even deleted scene from the movie that maybe, uh, I don't know if it, was, if it was shot or not, I can't remember, but it's in the book for sure, and it's interesting. Uh, it has no place in the story, though. It, you could just tell that it just serves no purpose other than to show us that uh, uh, Ray did need a little help from Chewie, and that Chewie could rip arms out of sockets like promised in A New Hope. Uh, that was kind of cool, but um, definitely not key to the story. So a lot of the stuff in the novel that's not in the movies um, reads like uh, those kind of deleted scenes that were deleted, you know, for a reason. Make no mistake, there's a reason a lot of those scenes are deleted when you're making a movie, when you're streamlining streamlining your story. But it's definitely cool, definitely cool stuff. Um, so my point being, there's a lot out there. It's not like we have to wait. We're just waiting two years to episode eight. It's it's not like we have to wait in this barren wasteland. We can start getting excited for Rogue One. I've been excited for Rogue One. I hope you are too. Um, and then the comics are going strong. The Poe comic's coming out soon. I'm very much looking forward to that. The Chewy comic run just ended, and it ended... Uh, you know what? I gotta say, talking about the Marvel Chewbacca comic series, five-issue run... I uh, wasn't a huge fan of it. It was cute. It had some cuteness to it. Chewie teams up with this young girl to uh, uh, free some uh, some slave uh, people on this weird planet. Empire gets involved. Um, it reads like a Saturday morning cartoon. It, 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 the writing's good, don't get me wrong. You know what you mean. But the story is kind of like a Saturday morning cartoon. Chewie on an adventure with a young girl. Um, but it ended very, very sweet. <laughs> and in a way, Jennifer Landa would like this. It kind of makes the holiday special canon. I mean, not directly. That's all I'll say about it. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, I do recommend it now. Uh, good. I wasn't my favorite, but leading up to the end, the last few pages, it is sentimental, sweet, touching. And uh, again, ties into the holiday special from a certain point of view. 
Uh, Rebels is going good. I, I had a chance to re-watch uh, the uh, first issue uh, episode, excuse me, episode back with Princess Leia. And I've been harsh on Rebels at times. And uh, I, I was happy with it. The betrayal of Leia was really good. The episode didn't have too many moral lessons about teamwork. It had a lot of action, and it kind of filled out the Princess Leia character back in the day there. And uh, it was good. And kudos. I like Rebels, and I don't want to give anyone the impression that I don't like Rebels. Uh, I just sometimes realize very clearly it is a kid's show. And maybe it's not for me to criticize, uh, to just enjoy that, again, there's Star Wars programming on. The journey to Episode Eight will be here, number one, sooner than, uh, than you know, because uh, that is how life works. But it also, uh, the journey to Episode Eight will be filled with many, many Star Wars things like these toys. Oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. Made an impromptu trip to GameStop today. They are not a paid sponsor. Um, nor is Funko and their pops, though they should be. If anyone out there from Funko is listening, I don't understand why you don't sponsor me. Yes, I just want free Funkos, but I will talk about them ad nauseum. Uh, the new line was released recently, and uh, I actually got a Loot Crate exclusive of Han Solo and his uh, Force Awakens winter gear. I finally picked up a Ray from the first series because, as I mentioned on the Force Center podcast, hard to find it. It was always sold out. Um, so uh, maybe that's where Ray is. Uh, but I uh, picked up, I had to go to GameStop. It's very intentional because Daddy needed a Ning figure. And I did pick up the GameStop, and they now work with Think Geek, which is why they're not just video games now. They have toys. Um, a GameStop exclusive Ninum, Force Awakens Ninum in the uh, fighter helmet, a little bit lighter red, the vest. Um, there is a figure that is regular Ninum, more Return of the Jedi Ninum, as it were, and I will have to probably pick that one up as well, which is... Um, scary that I'm just not going to stop purchasing these. Um, then I had uh, I picked up the regular Han Solo Force Awakens and I picked up the Princess Leia uh, in the end of the movie, her blue gown which is a nice little blue gown uh, I thought it was a great, very Princess Leia like outfit and I uh, almost kind of wish we would have seen more of that in the movie very Princess Leia like hair uh, I love that uh, that look that Carrie Fisher had at the end of Force Awakens. And uh, so I happily, happily picked up the uh, the Funko Pop of that. And then, holding my hand. I was, I was definitely looking for this one, and there was only one there. Uh, the series has Admiral Akbar. haven't got him yet. Uh, the retired returnee, Admiral Akbar to the Resistance. And Varmik, who is a, uh, a character from, uh, well, got to be from Maz Kanata's castle. Because if you see something weird in Force Awakens merchandise and you don't know, just say, I think it was in Maz Kanata's castle. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Much like this one that I'm holding in my hand. I was so happy. It is a gorgeous-looking Funko Pop. Uh, it is a Sidon Ithano, which is the uh, guy in the weird winged red helmet with the gun that looks almost like it has some bone on it uh, infused into the metal. The blaster there. And um, it is uh, he's the guy that Finn uh, goes to with uh, to talk about getting off of, uh, off planet. And heading into the outer rim, exchanging work for transportation. Uh, and uh, this is—I uh, forget the other character. I don't have the visual dictionary next next to me. But Sidon Nathano has uh, his partner uh, with the one leg, and um, that's the scene. So when I purchased, I was very excited. So I purchased these, and, and the girl at the counter, Alexis over there, at GameStop in uh, Northridge, she um, 
was uh, you know making jokes, uh, teasing me. Oh, look, look, you you got our Funko Pop sale, and I'm like, I, I didn't even know they were on sale. Buy one, get fifty percent off. I did, I just I'm buying these four. Um, she laughed and she said, and she picked up Sidoni Thano, and she goes, "We who is this character? We all here at the store. We've all seen the Force Awakens. We don't know who this character is." So I answered, "Well, I've seen it six times. You clearly have not seen it six times. He is in." Maz Kanata's castle. I explained the scene. She went, oh, yeah. And then she won the office pool because now she knows the answer. The entire store could not figure it out. So I, I felt happy that as a Star Wars fan and a Star Wars podcaster, I was able to answer the question for a mere citizen who has not seen Star Wars six times, who Sedone Athano is. It's one of those little fun characters. That's what you love about the Star Wars universe. Who's that guy? Oh, it's that guy. And oh, by the way, he has an entire backstory. Let me tell you about it. Uh, but I didn't. I, I spared her that. Made my purchases and headed on my way. As we wrap up Spotlight Star Wars for this week, I do want to talk about some things coming up here on the Force Center podcast feed. Uh, the main show we had last uh, week, we taped some stuff there. We got another episode of Force Center coming out in uh, a bit couple weeks can you wait uh me and joseph scrimshaw answering a lot of your questions at the hashtag force center but this week tuesday if you're listening to this over the weekend if you listen to this in the uh, way in the future when this has all happened just check it out on the feed new show from joseph scrimshaw that we are launching here on force center it is called databank brawl we've been talking about joseph having his own show for a while because we have uh spotlight star wars for me jedi beat for jennifer landa and uh, the main show and more things could be coming but Joseph wanted his own show, needed his own show, but this is what I love and respect about Mr. Scrimshaw. He took his time, analyzed what was needed on this feed and in the Star Wars media discussion world, and he came up with a great show. It's called, like I said, Data Bank Brawl. And that's all I'll say for now. If you go to StarWars.com and you go to the Data Bank, you kind of know where it's going. It's character against character but we do it in a, in a fun, uh, just fun way. It's reminiscent a little bit. If you watch the old Jedi Alliance episodes over on Popcorn Talk, uh, when we used to do the figure fights, it's reminiscent of that. Um, and right now it's just uh, the first episode will be me and Joseph. Um, we taped another one that will air later, but between that, Joseph's going to get some guests. And for the most part, it'll be one-on-one host and guests, but we're going to could make it bigger and it could be uh, a wonderful thing. But Data Bank Brawl, please do me a favor. Check that out coming this week. And if you uh, already are, are, are uh, buried in the anticipation and you want to suggest some, some brawls for us, just uh, hashtag Data Bank Brawl. Follow us, of course, at Force Center Pod. Before we go, some questions out there on the hashtag Spotlight Star, or Star Wars. Star Wars? Man, I don't know. I'm, can't say Star Wars, right? It shouldn't be on the show, right? Hashtag Spotlight Star Wars if you're following me at Ken Napsuck or this network at Force Center Pod. I got a couple questions. Patrick Barman says, uh, what is your theory on 3PO's red arm? Patrick, uh, I think that is answered in a comic but it just struck me the other day. I thought the comic, it was going to be a one-issue run, a little just one-issue, one-off issue of C-3PO, and it was going to explain how he got his red arm. And some of you out there, maybe you know. I just kind of remembered I don't have that issue yet. And I have a giant pull list at my comic shop, Earth 2 in Northridge, 
and I'm gonna have to go over there and see what happened. But I don't, I didn't see it on the shelves to, to trigger my, oh, hey, I need that. So I think the answer's out there, Patrick. I don't know what uh, his red arm is about. Definitely curious to find out. I was reading something about Anthony Daniels saying he kind of was allowed to fill a little bit of that backstory in uh, as an actor and make some choices with it. So I'm definitely curious. Uh, Patrick, what is your theory? Respond back to me. Uh, the hashtag, uh, excuse me, the Twitter feed, Imperial Podcasting, at Imperial Pod. They ask, uh, hashtag Spotlight Star Wars, do you think Disney will make Darth Revan canon? I think Darth Bane will be canon before that, but I think Revan will follow too. I think it will happen. I absolutely think it will happen. They are definitely uh, leaving the Old Republic alone. They're leaving that time alone. Everything else is Clone Wars on, uh, uh, prequels on. Uh, I think that's very intentional. I think they might be trying to figure out what to do with it. The Lucasfilm Story Group has taken a lot of time, a lot of time to cook up all these stories in a laboratory, sometimes to their detriment, but mostly, overwhelmingly, to its success. And I trust what they're going to do. I just think there's a reason. I think we all think there's a reason the Old Republic has uh, not been dealt with in any way, shape, or form other than, hey, nothing's canon unless we say it, and this isn't canon yet. Um, Bane uh, is canon, of course, from Clone Wars, as I'm thinking aloud, but uh, what I mean by Bane first is I, I think we'll hear more about Bane. Um, Revan? That's an interesting character with an interesting arc. I still don't know much about Revan, or even for that matter, the Old Republic. I have have kind of avoided it, but um, I think I think that'll happen. And I think in the end, yes, uh, Imperial Podcasting, Darth Revan will be canon. Now, Imperial Podcasting, I mentioned it, other than, of course, they asked, because this is a new show, a uh, new network of Star Wars uh, podcast uh, podcasting shows from our fan, Patrick Barman. Uh, Patrick has been a longtime fan of Spotlight Star Wars and Jedi Alliance and Far, Far Away and all those shows here. And so he has been inspired to uh, start his own uh, podcasting uh, uh, endeavor, uh, talking about Star Wars. So uh, if you want to, follow at Imperial Pod. And, and Patrick uh, reached out to me and uh, wrote a nice little, uh, uh, little email, a little message about... Uh, uh, what Star Wars means to him, and and uh, Patrick, I wish you all the luck in this endeavor. And a lot of you out there have asked me about podcasting or talking about Star Wars on your own, and and I'll give this answer now that uh, that I would give you in person. Go do it. Just go do it. Yes, there's a lot of podcasts out there, and even more so, more specifically, there is a lot of Star Wars podcasts out there. There's a lot out there. There's a lot of competition. I think you should just do what you want to do then. If you want to do a, a podcast about Star Wars, and you have a microphone, and you have a laptop, and you have some way to get it out there, then do it. Make no mistake, you need to be entertaining. You need to be good. It would help to have a broadcasting background, or at least an entertainment background, simply to know how to talk and entertain. You guys have been very kind with Spotlight Star Wars. Spotlight Star Wars started because I was transitioning out of Jedi Alliance. I knew the end was nigh, and I wanted to still talk Star Wars and still have my foot in the Star Wars landscape. 
Uh, so not having the ability to go get guests and talk about Star Wars uh, and bring them to my home recording studio, I just decided, why don't I roll out of bed, uh, plug in this uh, rude uh, podcasting microphone, and um, and just monologue about Star Wars. Uh, I don't think it's, for me personally, it's... it's, it's uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't like hearing my voice rambling for 30 minutes. Uh, I try to keep it short. I try to be entertaining. I try to be insightful. But you guys have embraced it, and that's why I kept going with it. I was just going to do it for a little bit until something else came on. There was something else I was working on in the Star Wars world, and I thought it was going to hit, and it didn't happen at all. Never saw the light of day. So I still had Spotlight Star Wars, and that's what kind of led to Force Center as well, which is why we moved it from the Knapsack Files podcast feed over here to the Force Center podcast feed. All that to say... Uh, I'm just, I started this show, Spotlight Star Wars, just for myself because I wanted to do it. I wanted to keep my foot in the Star Wars world, and you guys embraced it. So to Patrick Barman and other people like out, uh, out there who maybe want to do your own podcast, and maybe it's not Star Wars, um, do it. Try it. The cream will rise to the top. You have to be good. You have to be consistent. You have to put out quality sound, uh, sounding product. Um, that's the start of it. There's a lot more to it. Uh, there's a lot of competition. I'm fighting for survival on the podcast, Star Wars podcasting realm. I'm not listed on StarWars.com as if one of the fan shows. I don't go to a lot of the podcasting conventions or at Star Wars Celebration. They had a podcasting wing. And Mod Garrett and I had talked about going to that um, with Jedi Alliance. And we just felt, nah, let's just concentrate on other things. And then eventually, uh, actually, she, she uh, left But before that. Um, so uh, don't worry about that stuff. Just do it. I get that a lot about stand-up comedy. I did stand-up comedy for about 10 years. I want to try it, Ken. What, what, any, any advice? I said, just do it. You're going to take your lumps. It's going to be harder than you think. It's not easy opening up a microphone and podcasting. It's not easy getting up on stage and grabbing a mic and telling jokes. It's not easy to write. It's not easy to do all those things. Uh, don't get confused from the outside looking in that this is all fun and games. Uh, it's, this is a business. Entertainment is a business. But I say try it. You want to do a set? You want to go open mic and try a five-minute stand-up comedy set? Do it. If you want to buy a microphone, you want to invest, and you want to do a little Star Wars podcast, despite the fact there are one billion Star Wars podcasts out there, don't worry about it. Just do it. And we can all be part of this Star Wars community. It is large, but it is small. And that is why I encourage you to go listen to Jedi Lines still. With Joseph Scrimshaw and Mark Donica. Please check out Far, Far Away with John Roca and Mark Riley over at Geek Nation. And by all means, go to the big dogs over there at Collider Jedi Council. My friend Christian Harloff, Mark Ellis, Tiffany Smith, John Campia. Go over there. Check that stuff out. It's a, it's a wonderful, supportive Star Wars fan community. Uh, that's why I loved Celebration so much in Anaheim last year. Uh, fortunately, it does not look like I'm going to be getting to London for this year's Star Wars Celebration. Um, but I'm, I'm, And that bums me out because it was so fun to be part of that community. We are a great big fan base. Don't let anybody take Star Wars away from you. Don't let anybody get you down about Episode 7, which reminds me... We got enemies. We are, we got a lot of enemies. Go over to Jennifer Landa's YouTube page, and if you haven't already, we put it on the Force Center podcast uh, Twitter page and Facebook page. Our own Jennifer Landa, host of Jedi Beat, uh, has a great uh, rap parody of the Drake song. Um, and it's all about the Star Wars Episode Seven haters. 
Our husband's in it, and her, her adorable baby in a, in a wonderful BB-8 costume, the cutest BB-8 around, um, is in it. Please do, do, do me a favor. Go over there, check it out, and tweet her and tell her that uh, you're with her. You stand with her. Proud to be Star Wars found fans. Proud to like Star Wars The Force Awakens, Episode 7. And we all cannot wait until Episode 8, December 15th. 2017. That is Spotlight Star Wars for this week. As always, if you want to join that conversation, use that hashtag Spotlight Star Wars. You could also use the hashtag Force Center if you want questions answered on the main show. Force Center with me and Joseph and guests and others and Jennifer Landa when we can pull her away from that baby BB-8. Uh, check out everything here. Subscribe, rate and review on iTunes. Follow us at Force Center Pod. Share. Tell people about what we're doing. We will uh, be growing in 2016, and we want to grow for you, the fans who make it possible. So we appreciate it. Until then, I am Ken Napsock. You can follow me at Ken Napsock across the board. Use that hashtag, like I said, Spotlight Star Wars to talk, and I will see you next time. May that Force thing kind of, sort of, always remain around you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.